Welcome to JBLM Sports Talk Radio. With the Cowboy win and Phillies upset New England, the NFC East is once again wide open. And will the Warriors ever lose a game? Jake and Luke discuss these and much more on this segment of JBLM Sports Talk Radio, brought to you by the I-95 Sports Network. Matthews here, JBLM Sports Talk Radio, coming to you off the I-95 Sports Network. Crazy week 13 in the NFL. Three playoff teams lose at home. We got the Patriots dropping one to Philly. The Vikings getting annihilated at home by Seattle. And the Monday night surprise, Cowboys winning in Washington. Jake, can you believe this NFC East? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Jake Beloit here. Not hardly believe in the NFC East in the very least. (laughs) An absolutely atrocious division. It really brings a cold darkness to my heart when I think about the tragedy that is three teams now at 5 and 7 and one at 4 and 8 they have just continually tightened the race to see who gets to lose at home in the first round of the playoffs it's a loss if they're lucky they're going to get trounced we're looking at two very good teams that are vying for those wild card spots in the NFC. I'd say the three NFC wild card teams are Seattle, Green Bay, and Minnesota. Two of those three teams will be the wild cards. All three of those teams can handle whichever of the four because at this point, that's what it is. Any one of those four teams to come out of the NFC least. No name. Who do you got coming out of the NFC least? I got the Giants. I don't think anyone else got has them, but I got the Giants coming out of there. Yeah, I'd say that's the safe bet because they are the healthiest combined with having the most talent. I'd say if Philly – I mean, Philly just beat New England. I mean, they did get three special teams defensive touchdowns. But, they, hey, they beat New England in Foxborough. That's a tough, tough thing to do. All of the planets aligned. Um, and I think probably half of the team was abducted by aliens and replaced with robots. Half the team was injured. Yes. And the other... For New England, sorry. Yeah. Robots. It took robots and aliens to beat them still. At home, it, 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 if it had been in Philadelphia, maybe, okay, I can see the stars aligning. And watching all of these special teams mishaps, I don't... That's such a terrible bit of special teams coaching. I haven't seen anything like that in the NFL in a long time. Return after return after return. But you can't count on that to win games, especially in the postseason. It's one thing to beat the Patriots during the regular season with a game like that. 
But to think you're going to go into the playoffs and win any games that way, not a chance. And they haven't actually been beating anyone. One of the most terrifying things in the NFL would probably be a punter with about two to three gunners bearing down on him knowing this is going to get blocked. And when the punt gets blocked, I just get annihilated. And they have to try to stand in there and get the punt off. And so many times punters just get flipped upside down. That's a scary spot. Even if I did have the ability to punt in the NFL, you wouldn't see me out there. Nuh-uh. You'd be the biggest punter of all time by 100 pounds? And probably the fastest, too. Definitely the fastest. Easily the fastest. So, there were a lot of teams that showed up this last week, played great games, and there were a lot of teams that didn't. Jake, give me one team that did and one team that did not show up this Sunday. Uh, A team that I thought performed really well and a team that I think will have a decent playoff run, potentially. The Kansas City Chiefs handling the Oakland Raiders. Um, The Raiders have shown some offensive talent this year. They've shown the ability to win some games. In the next few seasons, they're going to be looking up, which I've mentioned multiple times this season. Um, But the Chiefs are putting together a nice little run here that puts five in a row for them. And if they can finish out with another four solid wins, I think that puts them in a good position to potentially win out the season. Yeah, if they get four more wins, that is a good uh, – they had, do have a good chance to win out the season. I mean the whole season. The whole – The whole season. The Chiefs win in the Super Bowl, huh? The whole season. There's a bold maybe. pick for you. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe is a safety – The safe. stars aligned for Philadelphia. Why couldn't they for the Chiefs? There is a team that the stars will never align for because they reside in Cleveland. Oh, the Browns. Guess who they're going to start this week? I'm hearing rumors of Johnny. Yup. Oh. Good for them. Who right. cares? Is he any better than Austin? Yes. Not in Cleveland because no one's good in Cleveland. That's a fair point. A witch put a hex on them. And the Lions. And the Lions. Eh, yeah. Yeah. The refs put the hex in the Lions. Well, yeah. No name. Who? Who's your uh, two good, two teams? One good, one bad. I got my boys, the Steelers, looking good. Destroying the Colts. Man, we looked hot. And I got the Patriots looking pretty bad. Obviously, in that loss to the Eagles, that they didn't look very hot. Very good. Steelers did look good. Antonio Brown. The second he caught that. That uh, punt return. I noticed it was Antonio Brown. What oh, I say, yeah. Said he's gone. He's gone. Little juke to the left and whoop, whoop. too fast. He decided not to kick that punter in the face and just juke him out though. Bold strategy. I liked when he just kicked the punter in the face and broke his jaw. You know why? Because the punter played for Cleveland. He probably said, "Kick my jaw. I don't want to play on this team." IR is better than the roster in Cleveland. <laughs> Ouch. And, and you, Luke, who do you have? Yeah, I took 
for the bad, my Vikings. But instead of just saying how bad we did, I'm going to go ahead and try to justify. Uh, we did not have Linval Joseph. He did not suit up. After the first drive, Anthony Barr and Harrison Smith both went out. Anthony Barr, uh, he just kind of re-hurt his shoulder. Harrison Smith pulled his hamstring, and the severity of that could be a problem. So we lost those two. A few plays later, we lost Sandejo. Uh, then our offense is boring. We played so bad. Our offense is very predictable. Very predictable. I don't know if we're protect protecting Teddy, but at this point, he doesn't look protected because his stats suck and he's getting sacked a lot. So, Vikings are bad. And the team that played good, the Saints. Whoo, I almost called it, you guys. I almost called it. I'm going to go ahead and stick with that I was legit picking that because the Saints were leading until minute 10 left in the fourth quarter when Cam Newton threw his fifth touchdown pass of the game. So, Saints played they played good. Uh, NFL, they set some NFL history as well. First team to block a PAT and run it back for a two-point conversion. Hmm. Good for them. Makes touchdown only worth four points. So, with that being said, let's go on and show our playoff picture. Which is pretty clear cut and dry in this season of the NFL with every single team beating every other bad team. So there's just this upper echelon of playoff teams. It's it's nice, but there there really is though. It's it's set in a lot of places with about the wild cards are pretty much just up for grabs a division or two and wild cards but besides that we got a pretty good picture of it what's what's your picture look like Jake what's your what's your NFC I have the Patriots in the one spot okay we'll winning. go with the AFC did you say NFC yes um I have the Panthers in the one spot, obviously, they're undefeated, and there's no reason to think they won't finish the season undefeated at this point. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals in the two spot. The Packers in the three spot. The Giants in the four spot. The Vikings in the five spot. And the Seattle Seahawks in the six. That is identical to my NFC because everyone else has six losses everyone (laughs) yeah Minnesota will have their first game in uh, the five slots kind of where you want to be in the NFC traveling to the winner of the NFC least which I also think will be the Giants and they have a showdown week 16, Minnesota and New York. So we'll get a little preview of that one. What about your AFC? 
I have the Patriots in the one slot, the Broncos in the two slot, the Bengals in the three slot, the Colts in the four slot, Steelers taking the first wild card in the five slot, and the Chiefs rounding off the AFC. Okay. Okay. No, the Chiefs are not winning out the season and winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, come on. Uh, that's a little, a little different than mine. I also have uh, New England at one. I have the Bengals come in at the second seed. I think they will drop a game to the Steelers coming up here, but... Denver's going to falter a couple times before the season's over with Brock. So I have Denver in the three slot. I have the Chiefs in the five spot. The Texans. Oops, sorry. The Steelers in the sixth spot. What am I? What am I missing here? I totally missed the spot. The AFC South. I have the Texans winning the AFC South. I have the Steelers and the Chiefs as the two wild cards. The only other team that you could even consider putting into that wild card picture is the Jets. But to think that having a game left against New England, they really don't have a chance like the Chiefs and Steelers do. The Chiefs and Steelers both have a considerably easier schedule. The Jets are going to be fighting an uphill battle to try and make it into that. And they're the only other team that, like I said, doesn't have six losses. If you have six losses at this point in the season, when everyone else has four or less, uh, you're kind of in trouble. No name, what does your playoff picture look like? Well, in the AFC, I got the Patriots. I think they're going to get back, retain that one seed because both the Broncos and the Bengals are going to drop a game to the Steelers here in back-to-back weeks. So it's going to be the Patriots followed by whoever has the tiebreaker. I hope it's the Broncos. So Patriots, Broncos, Bengals. Um, Also going to have the Texans win that division. I like J.J. Watt. Um, then we got the Steelers rounded up by the Jets. I think the Jets are going to be that team. I don't see the Chiefs being one of those teams that's going to be able to do anything in the playoffs anyways. So I don't see them as playoff bound. Football teams win games, not monsters named J.J. Watt. I know. I'm just saying. I like J.J. Watt. I think he I think he's good. I want him to be in the playoffs. What about the NFC? NFC I th- is exactly it's so locked up as far as what teams are going to make it. I think it's just a shuffle between the seeding. The Panthers got the one essentially locked up at this point. Um Cardinals they they have to drop a few. They got the Seahawks in the last game. I don't know that'd be Eh, yeah, probably Cardinals even locked up the two. I think the two buys are pretty much locked up in the NFC. And then you just look at the divisions that it's what you guys said. It's almost identical to what you guys said. Um, 
finding some Vikings disaster where they just drop some games and another team comes flying in under the radar. But it looks like it's going to be what you guys dropped earlier. The only other really debatable thing in the NFC is the NFC East. We all we all have the Giants coming out of that, but like we like aforementioned, five and seven, five and seven, five and seven, four and eight. In week seventeen, all those teams play each other. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun end of the season. Seeing how it shakes out. Seeing the way it finally will shake out in the NFC East. There will be a team in the playoffs with a losing record. I'm going to go ahead and predict that because I don't see I don't see any of these teams only losing one more game. Going 3 and 1 in their last 4. No way. 2 and 2 at best. But hey, Seahawks they they were nine and seven, hosted a playoff game. Saints came to town, went to overtime. Marshawn Lynch busted the infamous infamous run. The planets can align. <laughs> Few and far between. Very well said. And foreshadowed earlier. But how about them Panthers continuing to go undefeated? We think they're on that undefeated train? I think I am now convinced they are. I was, I was a little worried. I was a little worried that they were going to lose to the Saints. I think they are now undefeated. Watching that game was absolutely horrifying as a supporter of the undefeated Panthers cause. They are playing so well this year, the Panthers... To see them show apparent weakness against the Saints, a team that's been, for the most part, abysmal this year, it was very disconcerting. But as I watched the game and as it progressed, I noticed that they were operating at a very high level, the Saints. This was not the Saints team that I've seen so far this year. This was a Saints team from three, four years ago. Say we call them throwback Saints? Throwback Saints, absolutely. The team that would put up 40 points a game. Drew Brees looked absolutely spot on. And why they are not able to show it every week, I don't understand. But his talented wide receiving core was finally getting open. There's no reason they shouldn't. They have Brandon Cooks on that team. At the very least, he should be getting open. And he finally did. And it showed you what they can do. Even with that garbage can of a defense. You know what I think that speaks to? There are certain teams, uh, take Minnesota for instance, who are very defensively minded defensively oriented and when teams can put up some points 
it can be a problem. The Panthers are one of those teams who are very defensive-minded. That is their identity is the run game and defense. When there's a team who can put up 35 points, it's going to be a problem. And the Panthers really, I think, showed why they are great being able to being able to be a team that is known for their defense, but when they need to, their offense can put up 42 points and they can stay undefeated in a very hostile environment on the road in New Orleans. The Cardinals are another team that even though they are not quite playing to the level of the Panthers, I think they have that very similar mentality of defensive heavy. But in actuality, the Cardinals and Panthers are actually the two highest point differential teams in the league. They are outscoring their opponents more than anyone else by pure points. Not only are these defensive teams that we're talking about, but they're putting up 30, 40 points a night, every night, over and over and over. It's beautiful. And I think these two teams are a little different. And I think you can even throw the Broncos in that category too. Absolutely. They are teams that are not necessarily defensive. or Well, the I'd say that the the Panthers are defensive-oriented. The Cardinals and the Broncos just have stellar defenses. But all those teams, they they are in that upper echelon because they have the offense to go with the top-tier defense. And that's where you're going to see teams like the Chiefs get weeded out because they do not have that upper upper echelon of talent. They have that balance that a lot of teams don't. The entire NFC East... The entire NFC East just shows deficiencies across the board. So they're all pretty offensive, offensively yeah. oriented. And I think as soon as they play the Vikings or Seahawks, for that matter, since those teams have a plug and replace scheme, absolutely, Seattle is just either of those teams is going to destroy their NFC East appointment. I can't wait. It's going to be a great game, 60 to nothing. Yeah, I really hope we don't win the division and have to play Seattle or Green Bay. That would be brutal. That would not be the best. We probably won't, though, win the division because the refs in the NFL are garbage. Aren't they just the absolute worst? I'm not even joking you. You know me. I don't stop watching a Vikings game. I turned off the Vikings game mid-third quarter. Dude, I was yelling at my TV by myself watching it, losing my mind at some of these calls they were making. Hitting a defenseless wide receiver after he had caught the ball and taken two steps and turned up field. And the hit wasn't even on him. It was on the corner right behind him. It's when Sandejo got knocked out of the game. (sighs) Then a sack where Russ thinks he's not down and starts to get up, and our guy holds on to his leg for a split second, lets up. Russ isn't even really affected getting up. 15-yard 
unnecessary roughness instead of a sack first and goal half the distance or half the distance to the goal first down instead of second and 19 Just, and you told me that <sighs> russ finished out that play yeah he ran it all the way to the end zone from, from he like got the, up from the defensive player holding his leg which he was flagged for and he he let got it go up and so fast ran. he let it go so fast i i was irate they scored a touchdown two plays later of course they did. On the first on the first drive, uh, sorry, I know it's a home, a player talking about his teams not getting calls, but they I mean the, the these refs. These refs. What does it mean? What does it mean? No name, do you know what does it mean that a ref is not that these refs aren't full-time refs? Uh what do you mean by that? What do you mean? Like everyone, everyone's saying, yeah, these these officials need to be full time officials. These officials, well, well, our our officials need to be full time officials so they, so they can get these calls right. W- what does that mean? Well, if what I think they might be speaking to is just like these guys. This isn't their full time jobs. Like a lot of these guys are lawyers and judges and like have other or have other jobs. This isn't their full time thing. This is what they do on the weekends and um there's are there are part-time guys too and i think like that there are full-time refs who are out there and they're doing every game and maybe that's their only job but a lot of these guys have other jobs that they do and um there's part-time guys that'll come because there's usually a crew like ed hockey that he walks around and he's got the same crew every week you know doing different games and say one guy needs a break or some guy gets suspended for a week for making some bad calls or whatever they'll have another guy come on who's like a part-time vacation hire guy who'll come in and do the job of an of a ref who's being replaced essentially like replacement ref so is the nfl not making enough money that we can't pay these guys full-time double their salaries make them go to referee school all year in the off season Add three refs to the to the to their uh, not rosters. What are they? Their squads or their crews. To their crews. Add add three refs to the crews. Let's get this right. the The product of the NFL is being tainted by poor officiating, and it's fixable. And Very fixable. All they have to do is fix it. Is what did you say? Money. Oh, spend just a little bit of that multi-billion dollar industry. Just right? a That's little what bit. I'm saying. Just a teeny tiny bit to give us a quality product. Right. We are your customers, are we not? And what is your job as a business to provide us with the best quality? Otherwise, why are we coming to you? Because we're giving you this much of a stranglehold on the market? The Lions have lost two games thanks to the referees this year. The atrocious call last Thursday night when they lost to the Green Bay Packers, that face mask call. And then week four against Seattle, week five against Seattle, when K.J. Wright bats the ball out of the end zone, the Lions should have first and goal on the one instead they give the ball to the Seattle and they kneel out the clock game over into the fourth quarter. How are you blowing these calls? Cause you don't know. Okay. Well, 
Why don't you know? Get off the know? field. I'll go learn it. Right? What what makes these guys so special that they can do such a horrible, terrible job? And there's just no threat. These guys sleep soundly after ruining teams' years, players' opportunities. Think about... History. History. Absolutely. They They're changing history. every single moment of the season with their missed, terrible calls. They're ruining people's lives. Coaches getting fired, families having to move. The same for players. Yeah. It's just disgusting. And, and it's the NFL is the one who needs to be held accountable. And it's fixable. Let's Easy get, fix. Get three more refs. Double their salary. Tell them quit your other jobs. Oh, you don't want to? Okay, well, we're do, oh, having ref tryouts. And we'll train you for a year or two. And you can, I mean, what? It's not like it's going to be that much worse than what we have right now. The, what we what we have right now is already awful. Get better. Fix it, NFL. Calling you out. Big time. Calling you out on JBLM Sports Talk Radio here on the I-95 Sports Network. Follow us on Twitter at JBLM Sports Talk. Oh, man. College football playoff. Final rankings are out. Any surprises? Uh, no. Nope. nope. Uh, that's pretty much what it's, it's a bummer that Baylor's whole stable of quarterbacks went down. Because I really would have enjoyed seeing a healthy Baylor in this college football playoff. With a Seth Russell-led Baylor. That kid Coleman would have had 30 touchdowns this year. Oh, easily. He's going to be a stud in the NFL. He runs by dudes. Little Antonio Brown. He's going to be a stud. But no, we got Clemson, one. Oklahoma, four. Those two will face off. Then Alabama, two, and Michigan State, three. Why do you think Michigan State jumped Oklahoma? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know if they should be top four. I feel like they're not that good. Wrong. Oklahoma jumped Michigan State. Sorry, Michigan Michigan State jumped Oklahoma because the committee wants they they didn't have the guts to take Clemson out of number out of the number one spot, and rightfully so. They won their they won the ACC against a number tenth number ten ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. Which, if anyone thought that there was only nine college teams better than the North Carolina Tar Heels then they're smoking something but no Clemson I think the committee believes that Oklahoma will beat Clemson and that Bama will beat Michigan State and they didn't want to see Oklahoma and Bama play before the national cha- the national championship game what do you think about that 
I figured out where you were going that, with that very quickly because that makes perfect sense. There's, it's a completely sound argument. I understand not having the guts to put Bama at one. It's a lot easier to switch around three and four. And Michigan State was five. And uh, Iowa State was in. That win against Iowa State in the Big Ten? Big 12. Iowa. Sorry, Iowa. In the Big Ten championship. They said that was enough to jump them up to three so they can go get slapped up by Alabama. Stanford snub? They have any? They have any right to be mad about not getting in? Nope. I agree. It's the pack. The, the, the pack twelve was was very, very competitive. Is respectable, but is not national year to year. It, it, they're just not there. The pack just can't put that together. And and this year, uh, they beat they beat themselves too much. It was too even. I mean, Stanford almost lost to Wazoo. A kicker makes a forty-two yard field goal. The Stanford's not even considered. So yeah, no Stanford, calm down. Go win your bowl game. And be content with that and thankful. Seriously. We would like to thank you for listening to JBLM Sports Talk Radio coming at you off the I-95 Sports Network. Follow us on Twitter at JBLM Sports Talk. And on to our new NBA fantasy game, Trip Dip. JBLM Fantasy Basketball Trip Dip. What are the rules? So in our new fantasy game to celebrate the NBA season, we will be selecting three players from the association each. We will pick one player who we believe will break 25 points in his next game. Okay. We will select another player to break 10 assists. Ooh. And we will bring in a third player to break 10 boards. Rebounds, that is. Okay. So essentially, we're setting up a three-man roster to earn us a triple-double. All right. And the scoring goes, you get a triple-double or you do not get a triple-double. Plain are we, and simple. Are we scoring double-doubles? Are we going to keep scoring double-doubles and triple-doubles? Double doubles are honorary mention, but not worth any value within the fantasy realm. All right. Well, then, do you want to start us off? I would love to. Thank you so much for asking. For my points per game, I'm selecting Kawhi Leonard of San Antonio. I'm going to look for who who uh who are they playing. You don't even know who they're a playing. team in the NBA. All right. 
I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and start it off because I'm, I'm the one that did it right. Okay. All right. Damian Lillard. Perfect. Why? He's averaging 24. Nice. They're going to Cleveland, and it's going to be a score battle. And they don't got a point guard that can stop Damian Lillard. He's the leader of that team. He's their go-to guy. He's going to drop 25 today, Tuesday, December 8th in Cleveland. Tomorrow, Wednesday, December 9th, Rudy Gobert, 10 rebounds in Madison Square Garden. And then Friday, I'm, I'm sorry, excuse me, Thursday, I got John Wall versus Houston, who doesn't play any defense. He's going to have 10 James seconds. Harden tries pretty James hard. James Harden literally doesn't try. Just stands there. Makes an effort not to try. So my three, Damian Lillard, Rudy Gobert, and John Wall. Also, uh, we'll make, make a side note, JBLM Fantasy Trip Dip. Uh, when me, Jake, or No Name make a selection on a player, that player is then off of the board. For how long? The whole rest of the month. I say we go. It was going to be the rest of the month when we were just going to do um, Eastern Conference and Western Conference. I say we take them off until the All-Star break and then throw them back on. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. Let's do it. All right. So. What are your your three players again? Let's, Let's try this again, Jake. My three players, points, Kawhi Leonard, assists, Draymond Green, hooking up my Smash Bros, since you guys don't think Andrew Bogut can. No, Draymond Green's been getting trip doubles on his own. That's what I'm saying. See, you think I don't look these things? I I know what I'm looking at. I know what I'm looking at. Do you? I do. And uh, boards, Hassan Whiteside for the Miami Heat. I was very close to going with him myself. That kid's a stud. Good stuff. No name. Who you got, sir? Well, for points, I'm going to take Russell Westbrook against the Hawks on Thursday night. Good pick. And for assists, I'm going to take Russell Westbrook versus the Hawks on Thursday night. I think I know where this is going. I think you know exactly where this is going. And I think I'm going to have Russell Westbrook with 10 rebounds. Throw him in that triple-double. The trip, trip, dip, 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 triple, dip, 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 dabbing. I say if you go and take a risky player, you call a player's triple-double like that, that should be triple the points. That should Absolutely. Be really, that should be a triple-trip dip. Trip, trip, dip. Also, the way I'm looking at it is I'm saving myself some players. I am not using three players tonight. I'm only using one. So I'm going to have more guys to choose from next time. That's the way I'm also looking at it. Also. 
Also, in case you are curious, these are the algorithms I used from Geometry to calculate which player I should pick. Algorithms, bro? Yeah, the geometrical algorithms. I think I believe in algorithms, bro. <laughs> right. How about Golden State, though? Starting off 22 and... Zero. Zero oh, losses. Pretty good. Zero losses. Zero losses. Wow. Steph Curry, as we mentioned last segment, MVP candidate. Psych. MVP. Already. Hand yes. it to him. Yes. Yes. Knock on wood, as long as he doesn't injure himself, he is the MVP. So if I heat. could, I would make him an identical replica of the MVP trophy that he could have for now until he earns <laughs> this season's, which he will. He can look at his from last year. That's a very good point. So the 2012 Miami Heat won 27 games in a row. The 71-72 Los Angeles Lakers won 33 games in a row. Neither of those teams did that to start the season, granted. Golden State's off to a 22-0 start. How far can they get? 30? Think they can get to 30? Without a doubt. Without a doubt? Without a doubt. The only real teams that you would think can even challenge them are the Memphis Grizzlies and whatever that other good team is. Since the San Antonio Spurs. My boy Kawhi. Yeah. And really, those two teams have to bank that Steph isn't just going to go off or that Clay isn't going to go off or that Draymond Green's not going to trip dip or that Andrew Bogut's not going to lead the league in assists. Who knows? <laughs> they go, Golden State's too deep. I mean, Harris, I mean, you mentioned Harrison Barnes; he's probably one of their best players. They're just too deep across the board, and they can put up fifty in a quarter. And you can put up fifty in what twelve minutes of basketball? That's scary. It's terrifying. They go all guards. They go Draymond at the five. Steph, Clay, Harrison. And it works. Oh, it works beautifully. Beautifully. Yeah. Oh, all right. I didn't even I didn't even mention the whole time. I didn't even mention Andre Iguodala, the finals MVP from last year. That's how deep this team is. Which he deserved outright. Some people some people argue that Steph doesn't deserve the MVP because of how deep his team is. They're saying that he's really not the MVP. That team's that team's just just so good. So is it because of his teammates that he just doesn't miss three pointers? I think so. Is you could you could argue that his teammates are uh, the you know his teammates are running the system with him that are getting him the open shots. 
And that's a very fair point. You and I watched the video. I'm playing devil's advocate right now. Right. I understand. And there is some truth behind it. But it doesn't change the fact that whether there's someone in his face or not, he's going to put it in. Take Steph and put him on the Wizards. The Wizards are a threat to come out of the Eastern Conference. Take Steph off. Any team in the East. Take Steph off the Warriors. They are not coming out of the Western Conference. Is that safe to say? I think there is a very high likelihood of that. Absolutely. Do you think that... I mean, you're losing 30, 30 points a game if you take Steph off 32 points a game. And you figure that gets picked up with another 15. 16 yep. to 20 points. Yeah, so you're losing on 10. an average night. 10 points a game. You're His. losing a solid bench player. A solid bench player. Yeah. That's rough. No, I think that just proves that he is... MVP caliber and it's warranted without a doubt so we're going to throw a little a little poll up on Twitter you can go ahead and <coughs> throw a guess up yes or no will the dubs Golden State make it to 30-0 and 0? go ahead and click yes or no at JBLM sports on Twitter and make sure you tweet us with those reasons why. We're pretty good about replying. And we would love to get some open discussions up. Let's move on to a very fun part of the show. Quivia. Quivia! And yes, I am still undefeated, in case you were curious. Yes, please, rub it in. Talk about it some more, Luke. Yep, undefeated, still haven't lost. Real tough, not being wrong ever, but hey. And this week, we have no name challenging Luke Matthews. I, Jake Beloit, will be reading your questions. Because Colton is the challenger, he will be competing first. Luke, please step out of the room. No cheating. Bye, Luke. And how are you doing, No Name? Doing just fine. Ready to win. Good, good. I have some questions here. I think you'll enjoy them. Without further ado. First question. Who led the NFL in receiving yards this week, week 13? Receiving yards. Correct. Alan Hearn. No, Alan Robinson. Number two. Who is the steals per game leader in the NBA? Chris Paul. Number three. Which one-loss team in the college playoffs top 25 was not ranked in the top 10. Which one-loss team? One-loss team 
in the top 25 was not in the top 10. Baylor. How many yards did Ben Roethlisberger throw for this last week? Oh, 379. No, 422. 422. Clemson scored 45 points to beat North Carolina on Saturday. How many points did North Carolina score? 10. How many points did Eric McClellan score in Gonzaga's loss to Arizona? Two. Thank you very much. All right. That's all of the questions. That was tough. I don't know how good I did. I don't think I did that hot. We'll see. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Call Luke in. Uh, Luke. I don't know, man. Pretty tough. There's some tough ones in there. Prepare I yourself. Doubt I doubt it. There are six questions. Bring it. Who led the NFL in receiving yards this week? Oh, um, Allen Robinson. Who is the steals per game leader in the NBA? John Wall. Which one loss team in the college playoffs top 25 was not ranked in the top 10? Excuse me? Which one loss team? In the college playoffs top 25 was not ranked in the top 10. As in which team never made a top 10 appearance? Or what do you mean? There is a one loss team in the top 25 that is not in the top 10. Which team is it? Iowa. How many yards did Teddy Bridgewater throw for this week? Do we got a plus minus? Nope. Love. Oh man, one seventeen. Clemson scored forty-five points to beat North Carolina on Saturday. How many points did North Carolina score? Seventeen. How many points did Eric McClellan score in Gonzaga's loss to Arizona? Six. Oh my goodness, folks. That was absolutely exhilarating. <laughs> you did have a pretty creepy smile on your face the whole time. That was a very fun game of quivia for me. What are the scores? No Over. name has won ah! today's game of quivia. Two to one. Oh, what ones did I get right? Both of you had the Allen Robinson answer for yeah, I most knew you were dropping that J-Ville. I knew that. I felt that one. The steals per game, per game leader in the NBA is Kyle Lowry of the Raptors. I said Chris Paul. The one-loss team in the college playoffs top 25 was the University of Houston. Okay, that's a good one. Baylor's lost. Ben Roethlisberger threw for 364 yards, Colton. Teddy Bridgewater, Luke, 
through for 118. That's what I said. You said 17. Uh, did I really? You did. Uh, no, I did not. So no. unfortunate. No, I did not. That's no cigar there, baby. Killer. And you get, he got Eric McClellan's points? He did get Eric McClellan's points. Uh, Clemson scored 45. North Carolina. Oh, I forgot about that one. Scored 37. Ooh. I said 10. <laughs> Eric McClellan scored two points. Did you know that? He guessed it. I guessed it pretty damn good, didn't I? Just a guess. Yeah. Well, then it doesn't count. <laughs> there you have it, W folks. for no name. Down goes the Luke Disqualification. Canadier. Luke Matthews wins another round of Quivia. Ooh. Yeah, we're biased here. Absolutely. We give wins to the me. Add. We got a lot of We got a lot of good games in the college and professional basketball world before we will see you guys next on the I-95 Sports Network. JBLM Sports will be back Friday afternoon. But until then, in the NBA, today, Tuesday, December 8th, we have Golden State at Indiana, OKC at Memphis, Portland at Cleveland in the college world, number 14, West Virginia at number 10, Virginia, and University of Montana at number 20, Gonzaga. See if our Zags can bounce back from an ugly loss to Arizona. On Wednesday, New York Knicks at Utah Jazz. Chicago Bulls at Boston Celtics and L.A. Lakers in Minnesota to face the Timberwolves. In the college world, Eastern Kentucky travels to Kentucky to get slapped up by number five. The new number one Michigan State Spartans at home against Maryland Eastern Shore. That should be a very competitive game as well as Holy Cross traveling to number two, Kansas. And on Thursday, the Knicks play again on their Western Conference run in Sacramento, then Atlanta at OKC, and Iowa at number four, Iowa State, in the college basketball world for Thursday. Jake? You gotta be ready to come in there. Just be ready to come in there with anything. Clearly, I have everything you need. <laughs> Prepared and witty and quick. Right. So until Friday, have a good time. Watch plenty of sports. Follow us on Twitter at JBLM Sports Talk. Psych JBLM Sports. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but it is at JBLM Sports. Got a little picture of our mascot, Julio Jones. He's a cat in his Halloween costume. He was a spider this year. Pretty terrific. We're getting our logo up soon. We're getting a professional one done. It's going to look legit. Yup. JBLM Sports Talk on the I-95 Sports Network. Jake Beloit, Luke Matthews, no name. Have a good Tuesday afternoon.